for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Pleb Underground, we write number 73. Jimmy, pound, we stack slumber, plenty see. The future's bright, but the present's dim. So channel your light and hit the gym. Do what you might, a bit from a nim. Express gratitude and say thanks to him. This might be a platitude, but life's far from a sim. So change your attitude, fill your cup to the brim. Bitcoin rules everything around me. Plenty more bream in the sea. Writing no longer random as I walk with sobriety. Exciting, most stronger tandem, inspired by variety. One at a time, not a house full like sorority. Don't like it quiet like a mouse, full mic, sonority. Filter police, you'll never be the authority. Fuck you from the underground, we're the majority. Sometimes these are short, I'll keep this brief. No short and distort, unbridled mischief. Quantum cat to the latest dive. Schrodinger and you, both dead and alive. Shitcoiners always pretend that they're living externally, but their insides aren't forgiving. They know full well they'll end up mint. Crazy animals fiend for the cat mint. This is Bitcoin country, VOC. I prescribe orange pills like a DOC. Stacking sats, the feeling not gone, worn off. From where you saw it first, shotgun, sawn off. Exhibit A, we're all on X. For dopamine hits and just a flex. You're on Twitter, you X while you pee. Addicted to social, you X till you Z. Filter boys, find the fees startling. You swerve, auto with the tears. She said she don't like sparkling, so I serve the water with the riz. Not trying to break your neck, I just bust a rhyme. Not buying the hopium, gotta check, trust's a crime. This is for individuals, money for Machiavelli. Get on zero, no residual. You're not chicken like Selly. Awesome, absolutely awesome. Guys, that's right. Joining us today, we've got fellow Bitcoiner and Pleb, Selly. It's happening, my dude. Thank you very much for joining us on Pleb Underground. <laughs> Whoops. Sweet. Glad to have you on the show, man. Representing 58K <laughs> gang, right? That's like, right. We're, 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 getting, we're getting close to getting back to the, the stablecoin numbers, eh? Hey, it's always been 58K. <laughs> it's 58k forever and you know what i love the 58k gang so yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk I, about i can't wait to see how much hate we get this year <laughs> it was interesting it was interesting last cycle by the way very interesting we were all excited for you guys on the way up and we did not like you guys on the way down no, so. the reason the reason the moon yeah. didn't happen wasn't because wasn't because of sbf or ftx it was because not enough people embraced 58k and if you'd embraced 58k maybe there'd have been a proper moon you absolutely gotta have respect have to, once we have enough respect we'll get there too few too few all right guys that's <laughs> it we're gonna move it on over to the numbers yeah the numbers of course brought to us by time chain stats and time chain calendar what do they look like this week phil at the time of this recording, the block height is 828,924. The total public lightning capacity, 4,983. Uh, Bitcoin fiat exchange. That's right. I switched it up to confuse everyone. 42,800. Oh, 876. It just, oh, it just keeps moving. Okay. Anyways. All right, Moscow time, 23.32, fastest fee, 27, really? 27 sats for Vivite? I thought it was like 500 yesterday. Anyway. Yeah, what happens is like in the middle of the day, <laughs> I was seeing it yesterday as well. In the middle of the day, I saw a bunch, in fact, no, I went on the evening and it was like seven hours ago and there's a bunch of people tweeting like, oh, the fucking shit coin is, it's like three, you know, it's like 700 sats per Vbyte. And then I looked at Mempool and I was like, it's it's a 40 again. Like, what's going on? You're saying it's now down to like 27, like, like people are high time preference with these mempool fees like just just come back in a few hours guys 
Are people paying? I think maybe people are paying too much attention to it. Okay, but look, let's just finish it up. Days to the Havening, 77 and chain rewrite days. Really, really strange and maybe just a, I don't know, a, a sign of the times. Chain rewrite days is 666. So that's uh, kind of weird. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> those are the numbers. Those are the, the numbers. The devil's in the details, as they yeah, say. right? <laughs> that's like, what the hell? I don't know. I always feel uncomfortable with certain sets of numbers. I don't know what it is. Anyways, anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So look, those are the numbers. I, I don't know. I, I think what, what I was saying before, right, are, are people paying way too much attention to, to these to these fees? Like, going back to your point, Walton, I, I think it's too high time preference. Like, well, what is it really? Like, all of a sudden, everyone's really transacting on Bitcoin that much? That they care that much about the fees? I don't know. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think it's a lot of concern people for the sake of being concerned. Maybe it's a little bit of boredom, right? At the end of the at the end of the bear market, people are getting restless. I was going to share this in wrecked, but actually, I think I'll sh I'll share it now because it's what we're talking about, right? So we had people, including Mononaut here, um, you know, going mm. uh, guys about the fees being, you know, being in the the hundreds of sats per V byte, um, and. He said, actually, it seems to be driven by lots of transactions like this, committing to a large batch of inscriptions, also creating a bunch of seemingly pointless 420 sat outputs, like for the for the meme, right? But um, and he says the inscriptions that have been real so revealed so far are recursive references to some 3D orb model. So he assumes it's another mint event for one of these vaporware metaverse projects. Uh, and then he finds the evidence for it. He says, okay, I was right, it's this. 100,000 item open mint from Metaverse game token. These 420 sat outputs are royalties. I guess the creators uh, have, have realized they'll never be able to spend it. And when he says never, like... Uh, it's not quite true, right? He says no, um, because actually, you. Um, it's basically uh, at I think it was above seven sats per V byte. Um, the they would be like completely spent. But it's not that you can't. I think there's some misunderstandings about like what dust is, right? You can still pay to move it. Yeah, it just is uneconomical to do so right um so you could you could use some other utxo to pay the fees to move some stupidly small utxo uh yeah and this is where i think like people assume oh everyone's an economic a, a rational a rational economic actor when actually shitcoinery often isn't rational economic actions that's actually the point. Don, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, it just reminded me that I still have a transaction uh, for, for uh, 12 per from November when the Wallet of Satoshi was ending uh, in the U.S. operations. So I'm just sitting so there. I was like, oh, yeah, I there. forgot about that. Wait, <laughs> so, so you didn't withdraw over Lightning? Uh, no, I, I didn't because I was still trying to figure out which Lightning wallet I wanted to use next. So I did on-chain. That's that bold because, like, of course, you pay you pay a percentage fee as well to do an on-chain transaction to or from Wallet Satoshi. So you took you took a hit and it sat there. And I guess you can't you can't RBF or anything like that. I've I've tried to up the fees. I've tried and it's 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 whatever. It's it's money I can't touch, which I wouldn't have touched anyway. But no, when it when they announced it, I kind of was in a panic. I didn't know if they were going to just you know turn it off and then everything was stopped. So I was just, I just sent it on chain and. It's a, it's, 
kind of like cold storage can't touch it it's somewhere on the chain <laughs> it's just sitting there one day it'll hey look one day it'll get mined okay yeah and, and, one day and no matter get what the are, it'll be worth more once once it finally clears we'll we'll uh we'll all take bets on it when it clears <laughs> can, I, but, can we just oh, yeah, briefly talk about these these low transactions because i think yes. we often see oh if you go to mempool um, oh, it's purging transactions under you know twenty three sats per V byte, and then you sit around and go, yeah, but why? Why is this transaction that I put in way lower not being purged and it's sitting there? And I, my understanding is that there are some people who are running nodes that actually don't have three hundred megabyte mempools; they have multiple, mm. multiple gigs of um, the size of their mempool, and so actually all of these transactions keep getting relayed. Uh, and don't get purged unless unless I'm mistaken. No, I think I understood the same thing as well. That's to to me that that seems accurate. But I do want to go I back. Which I think is really frustrating yeah. because because actually if you you want to, like you don't want to you don't necessarily necessarily want to RBF every transaction that's in you know at too low a fee rate. You kind of want it to fall out and then redo it because uh, depending yeah, like, on keep it there? the type. Uh, well, there's different types of RBF, right? Like you can have, if sometimes if you RBF, you end up with some other like small change output, and you don't necessarily want that because then you're creating another, uh, you know, uh, some yeah, some small small UTXO, and so actually, Can't do uh, you only want to RBF it if you can full RBF it. I just want to go back to something that you said before um, about the non-rational actors. And we actually, I was in a space last week where, where somebody was talking exactly about this. Like, what do I do with, you know, a whole bunch of these dust, you know, supposed dust UTXOs, right? Like some people have a bunch of, you know, like 2000 sats sitting here, 800 sats sitting there. And to your point, you think that people won't do this, but you'd be surprised like people will sit there and send enough BTC to those addresses so that they could move it all. And it's totally not worth it. But just simply not to have the dust, just to have it actually at zero, somebody is willing to spend to clean it up, essentially, if you think about it, right? It's kind of weird. I don't know. It's kind of weird. For me, I'm like, I don't care. You know, at that point, once it's like an unspendable dust UTXO, what do I, what do I give a shit? Like... I'm not going to spend more to clean it up. What's the point of that? May as well just hang on to your sats. <laughs> so I don't know. It's kind of weird. Anyways, let's take a look at something. We're, we're going to switch gears and take a look at some other numbers related stuff here. All right. We got this post from Greg and this, I mean, I guess this could have gone in the hopium, but to me, this was just numbers related. And it's kind of interesting that it came out at this time when that, that goggle headset came out for starting price of 3,500 bucks. But take a look at this. Right, the going back and essentially taking a look at the price of iPhones priced in BTC. Right, the iPhone 4, which you know, I had one of these, this was not such a great phone. And that's a 4S, but I had a, I yeah. had a 4 as well. Like, I think I had yep. like two, three, four, I had too many of these. I'm going, oh, shit, I really should have just bought Bitcoin, right? <laughs> I mean, this is brutal 162 BTC. I mean, like, right, like, boom, instead of an iPhone 4, how about generational wealth? No thanks. I need something to I need something to check out to check out uh, you know JPEGs and shit. I just want that. <laughs> but yeah, look at that. I mean, look, we are at the point now. iPhone 15, 0.031 of a BTC. I mean, come on, three percent of a Bitcoin. So I I bought one of these 15 Pros, and in fairness, right, like it's 
it's but i haven't bought a phone in like three years or something it's not like you certainly shouldn't be doing it like every year or whatever it is but but I, Apple are one of the few people still offering 0% finance over two years on, on an iPhone. And I, I personally think you should take those kind of deals. Um, don't buy it. Don't buy it all up front, you know, but put it on 0% finance and buy some Bitcoin. That's actually, hey, look, that's actually a good take. If you don't have too many expenses every month, right, and you're, you're actually doing things smart, that could be okay, right? <laughs> There's some people, though, who are just absolutely awful with money. But hopefully right, they're don't learning. Don't spend $1,000, like spend $100 a month or whatever, or, or less, and, you know, and, buy, and buy a chunk of Bitcoin. Corn. Yeah, exactly. I used to look at these things all the time. I hate looking at them now. Like, remember that site, um, bitcoinershit.com? Yes. Like, the, the further away we get, the more sour I get. It's Captain Hindsight's a bitch. It really is. It absolutely is. Okay, we got one more article here for the numbers here. Walton, you posted this for us. Let's take a look at just this. Just briefly, though, on the point that that Selly yeah. made there, like yeah. I, I like the phrasing that if you live in the if you live in the past, it, it like it you can kind of be depressed. If you live in the future, you can get anxious, and so you should be living in the present. Um, uh, yeah. So don't like you, you you need to embrace the decisions you make, and yeah, okay, maybe you can learn from them, but like don't don't obsess over form former decisions because yeah, it's not it's not gonna not gonna help you. I'm pretty sure it was Eckhart Tolle that wrote, wrote the book, Be Here Now, among other, you know, among other type of books like that. But yes, mindfulness and being aware and in the moment and being present is the way to reduce your anxiety and depression. <laughs> this is true. It's a, it's a natural way of doing it, but it takes a lot of practice for some people. It definitely does, but worthwhile. It's a worthwhile practice. Okay, let's... Uh, Let's take a look at this, Walton, because I, I don't know. You you posted this, and I feel like maybe it should have also been part of my hopium, but who knows. Despite that, uh, the outflows of GBTC, yeah, we're still seeing – we're going to talk about the, the ETF stuff too as well. We're still seeing positive net inflows. Bitcoin could see price appreciation over time due to the inflows as the GBTC selling eases. And – Shout out to uh, to sins underscore bitguide. Definitely a great account to follow. He puts out awesome material, very high quality Bitcoin signal. And what are we looking at here? We're looking at these pretty graphs. It's interesting, isn't it, though? Because we're seeing these types. We're seeing a solid inflow. Okay. And we are seeing, though, that GBTC was still moving Bitcoin over to the ETFs last week. But yet... The Bitcoin price, and I don't know if this is bullish or not, but the Bitcoin price is just kind of holding steady, right? We're not really doing anything, but it's not a bad thing. I mean, it came back up a little bit, right? Like, but it's to, to me, to me, this is there's some record numbers happening with these ETFs, right? And fuck the ETFs, they're attack on Bitcoin, blah blah exactly. blah. But uh, <laughs> this, there's, there's one ETF that's that's got to like four four billion dollars worth in like a few, is it like is a it few Rock? weeks it's like it's it's mate is ibit the biggest is that the IBIT, yeah one? it's black rocks yeah it's so so it's something like the fastest growing etf ever of anything which to me is is significant okay you know but yeah fuck the etfs <laughs> don have you been paying attention to the etfs uh yeah i've been watching it i'm just i'm curious what else they're investing in um you know are they investing in in mining themselves and and having uh a share of the market um what what are their plans outside of just that um as as far as other things we could be concerned about 
you know, um, the price manipulation during the FTX fallout is that there's something like that stirring. So um, I think a lot about a lot of the stuff that happens with the ETFs. I think that's a very, so you know what um, you make, you make a good point, right? What else are they investing in? So supposedly, right? Supposedly they are uh, investing in miners, right? If we go take a look at the the major shareholders of some of the publicly traded mining companies, um, essentially the, uh, you know, the big companies like uh, BlackRock are getting exchange, uh, are getting exposure, sorry, to, to those miners. So I don't know. Some people, you know, you put on the tinfoil hat, you say, okay, you know, these guys are doing this to somehow corner the market and, and force, right. Force something in, in Bitcoin. Do they care enough? Or is this just like our echo chamber thinking that like, it's way more important than it is right now to them, right? We see it as extremely important to them, but do they necessarily see that stuff like i i feel that blackrock has made it apparent that they believe that holding bitcoin is important to them but i don't believe that they've really signaled that these other investments seem really like i don't know i, I don't think that they've signaled that they're important to them. not to say that it doesn't matter but just to say like i wonder what their perception of those are compared to just holding bitcoin so uh, they love control. Right. So, you know, and they and they play the long game. So you have to assume that they they have a lot of things up their sleeves that, you know, things that we're just thinking about, they've already been thinking about and planning. So, um, you know, just we got to just make sure that, you know, the changes and everything that we still have the network under control as much as we can, because at this point, there's only so much miners they can get. It's true. And you know what? I mean, again, I've said this before, and, and I do think that we're kind of underestimating the little might like the, the microcontrollers and all of these little kind of do it yourself solo miners and stuff like, look, you know, chips are just going to get more powerful. And I know that like we're kind of hitting some limit very soon, but it's also like, I, I mean, humanity dictates that we break limits, right? You know, like at some point. So at some point there will be some type of breakthrough and and I just don't see necessarily um, mining necessarily staying the way that it is, but what the hell do I know? You know, like it's, it, it's just a utopian dream, right? <laughs> that, that I, I'd like everybody to be able to, to mine Bitcoin. But anyways, anyways, guys, we're going to move on from the numbers and we are going to dive into the fireside chat. The Fireside Chat is brought to you by BTC Pins. Check them out at btcpins.com. Awesome pins made by BTC Pins. Here is my set right here. Of course, I always love to show it off. Absolutely awesome, guys. You get 5% off with the code PLEBUNDERGROUND at btcpins.com. Welcome back, everyone. It is the Fireside Chat. You know who we've got. We've got Selly joining us. Before we dive into some really interesting topics with Selly about what he's doing in Bitcoin, um, I just want to tell this this funny story to me, which will probably not be funny to you, but it's funny to me. Um, I would read Don's name on uh, on Twitter as Don T. Selly. Okay, and I'm I'm such a winner that I couldn't figure out that it was Don't Sell. And the first time I met, uh, the first time I met, I think Sally, it takes most people a while filling fast. Right? Okay, so I don't feel so stupid. I appreciate because you being really nice to me, but I feel like smarter people got it right away. <laughs> so, 
And when I met when I met Sally, he was like, "Yeah, it's it's don't sell." I was like, "Of course." So yeah, that's uh, that's that's my intro. Maybe story. if you do it with like an accent, don't sell. I, like you have to. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's for the like Latinos or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. But that was super You'd fun. You'd be surprised how many times I have to. So how often has that happened? <laughs> All the time and everyone. It's it's crazy. Um, I don't. There's a handful of people that got it at first, but you'd be crazy. You'd be surprised how many times I have to actually explain that. Um, but it's but once they get it, they're like, I can see it in their eyes that they really didn't know. I was like, <laughs> I have one. I have one more question for you before we dive into in, before we dive into some uh, some some Selly stuff. And my question to you is this: How many people? on Bitcoin Twitter are selly. And on Bitcoin Twitter, <laughs> uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, I think I counted them. It's 25. I have no wait, idea. You have 25 alts? Is that what we're saying? Wait, wait, wait. Some, well, some of them, so I run a lot of handles for, for Bitcoin companies as well. Uh, but um, yeah. Everyone is a lot of, uh, Yeah, it, absolutely. Everyone is selly. I have people, it's funny, once people start realizing some of my other alts, they're like, oh, I love that account. And then yeah. and then, and then they'll start DMing me, like, just paranoid, like, are you this person? Or, wait, is this you? And I just always type back, everyone is Sally, just to make them even more confused. And they're just like, oh, man. Um, oh. It was. I had somebody that was, like, starting to get upset. They're like, I, you're just everyone. I'm. You're in every chat room. I'm like... <laughs> Dude, I, I just I want you to know that ever since ever since you told me that, I I'll I'll sit there and have like conversations with people, and I'm like, this might be Sally. You never know. Like how people try and use Bitcoin addresses to to work out how many like people are buying Bitcoin. It's like if you you can do the same thing with like Bitcoin Twitter. Like how many how many people are there on Bitcoin Twitter? Well, I think maybe there's some people who are sharing handles, and there's also like a whole a whole bunch of uh, people that have multiple handles. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's only like 30 of us in Bitcoin Twitter, to be honest. I think I've met more than that. Like we had more than that pleb tacos, so you know, both years. So you know, maybe there's a hundred. Maybe there's a hundred people on. Well, yeah, Bitcoin. it was maybe thirty when I first started in Bitcoin. So I guess we we're growing. A couple. Okay, OG. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of OG. Speaking of OG. Okay. So Don, you you do this. You you started this thing. Proof of Ink. Why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell? By the way, I love the name. Of course, I love the name. So why don't you tell us about, you know, why you started Proof of Ink? What is Proof of Ink? All the good stuff. Yeah, so um, I didn't start Proof of Ink, but um, I just I got brought on board. No, so John, oh. uh, John Galt started it. Um, and he he started it because a John lot Galt? of people. He's he's a Bitcoin. No, no, it's a joke. Isn't that isn't that what people say? Yeah. Like, Who is John Galt? I don't know. Anyway, keep going. It's <laughs> I, it's the Atlas Shrugged reference. It's the Atlas Shrugged <laughs> reference. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so, Sally, so, um, acquiring Bitcoin shirts and everything, a, lo a lot of them have been using the, the printing service. Um, uh, it's called DTG, which is basically a spray on shirt. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like a printer that sprays onto it. Um, now with those, the quality isn't as good. So, you know, a, after a few months in the, in the washer and dryer, it starts taking off. Right. Um, so John wanted to start 
doing stream printing um, to start giving proof of work, you know, start really giving Bitcoin companies legitimate and high quality products to, to hand out. Um, and so he just started doing that. He wanted to, part of it was also to help the, the different Bitcoin companies and kind of make relationships and network with it. Um, and also offer them, you know, sales for, for any of their, their uh, logos or anything that sell as well. Um, so kind of like I pat my back, you pat mine and just kind of rebuilding that, that relationship um, with companies that a lot of things have just been lost over the years. So um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So maybe, uh, maybe we should take a look at proof of ink to, uh, to see what we can do, you know, some, uh, cause we, we are going to have, we're supposed to have a line that comes out with represents of course, you know, but like, yeah. obviously, right. You know, it's like Bitcoin companies, uh, we want to support, you know, and help kind of help everybody. Right. At the same time, especially when it comes to this, look, I, I, I like the whole entire, uh, you know, the whole entire networking aspects. I, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of like, that's, that's the whole point, right? There's yes, there is no community in Bitcoin, but there are communities of people, you mm -hmm. know? So speaking of communities, uh, speaking of communities of people has, uh, has proof of ink done anything for, uh, for stack chain for stack chain mag? Has there been any kind of cross collaboration with, uh, with those two projects? Cause I am going to ask you about stack chain. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, that is hosted on, on our um, site. Um, it's so John's also a part of that. So the two of us also um, work with, with stack chain magazine. Um, we offer the apparel on our site as well for it um, as, and um, we do all the shipping and stuff for it too. So we're kind of the backbones of that operation um, as far as, but stack chain is actually, it's not controlled by anyone. There's, there's, it's basically 10 or yeah, there's 10 of us that basically all argue until we, you know, make, make the issue. <laughs> and then we joke about everything, but um, it's cool because it's a de uh, democratic process with it. So um, nobody's in charge. So it works a little bit differently than, than proof of ink. How did, uh, how did stack chain start? Cause I, 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 I mean, how about Arizona, right? Arizona is stacked Arizona $5, was it, or something? And then it went from there? Yeah, so the so the stack chain, yeah, started... Um, what's funny is I've never been a stack chainer myself. So, but they started stacking and then um, there's just a whole list of everybody that stacked on it and they usually do the pictures and stuff. Um, what's funny is they brought me on board because I was the outsider of all the stack chainers. So I was kind of the different perspective um, to give to the magazine. So I'm not your expert on the actual chain. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, obviously, you know, you see it on Twitter, right? Like you, you see the posts and everything like that. And I'm just like, are these guys just doxing their stacks? And I they mean, were with the exact sat numbers, right? Yeah, like it was, it was horrendous exact, yeah. for privacy. Uh, I'm pretty sure also, um, uh, the 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 registered sex offender was was part of it uh and also swan kind of co-opted it as like sort of their thing for a while um it was also once voted to be more gay than phil gibson so like stack chain um like i well, was trying to dunk on phil and, I, and stack chain got wrecked but uh yeah uh yeah hmm Oh God! I don't know. Like, it's, well, I like. I always like community efforts of people to buy Bitcoin, but a lot of stack chain stuff was was 
poorly thought out, I have to say. But I do. I, it, it, I'm pleased that there's always some you know, new community, and it seems like Stack Chain Mags do, doing well. Yeah, yeah, it does. yeah. And we yeah, absolutely. And we on Pleb Underground showcase your guys' stuff. So we really, I, I mean, uh, the uh, the Stack Chain Magazine, right? The articles. Um, so once a week, we try to put out, you know, some of your some of your guys' articles and everything like that to, uh, you know, to kind of help and give some visibility to it because it is really high quality signal, you know. So yeah, no, we just, we appreciate that. Um, there's a lot of work that goes we into you. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, the, there's a lot of work that goes into that. When I when I joined the team, um, it was right before uh, the second issue, so. Um, it was cool to see the process and everything. Uh, we have a, a great editor and, and the designer, obviously you look, you look at everything there. It's, it's top, top work. Um, when I got the first magazine, I was like, wow, this project is, is, is amazing. Like it's proof of work. It's um, the concept is awesome too. What I like about it is, and this is, it's very much in the same vein as Pleb Underground is it's, it's, the the part of the reason it exists is because there is a lot of media in the bitcoin space that gets bought up um and dictated by by corporate bitcoin um yeah. and and stack chain stack chain mag like pleb underground is about um unfiltered uncucked like bullshit um Oh, sorry, yeah. it's not about bullshit, right? Like, it's not about, like, <laughs> like corp, corporate cuck oh, no. shit. Like, it's, it's about right? bullshit, like it's, but it's uncucked Well, bullshit. okay, well, okay, all right. But the, <laughs> the, the point is, right, is that it's 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 real pleb media yeah. um, that that isn't isn't being um, sponsored and controlled by, by like, VC-type uh, actors who, who, who want to try and steer conversation um, and, and say what can and can't be said. Oh, we'd be so yeah. loaded. We'd be so loaded if that was the case, though. Man, we'd be able to wear these big gold chains and stuff and, you know, just fancy, yeah. right? I'd have, like, $4,000 frames. You know, it'd be crazy. Well, that's the hard part is is um, it's starting to gain a lot of popularity. And so people are, you know, reaching out to sponsor um, or do do things like that. But the way we're designed is we don't we don't accept any money from any sponsors or anything like that. All the money is, is basically just from the issues. Um, so basically, we're we're doing everything that Bitcoin Magazine didn't do. Um, so we've kind of learned from their mistakes, and we're mm -hmm. so we've we've built that um, to really be able to do whatever we want. And we push the limits. If you see the holiday issue, it's uh, I was pushing the limits on the cover to see what they would actually let me do. <laughs> That is absolutely awesome. But I, I'm sorry, I just want to backtrack though for split. I gotta second. see it now. Can you have you got it? Have you got a physical? You haven't got it with you by any chance? You can't no, share I'm not the cover. My, now I'm, I'm not intrigued. at my house, but you could probably pull it up on the site. It, I sh I should have brought the magazines. Sorry, John. <laughs> if you send if you send me a link, I can I can probably pop it up during this part of the movie, uh, the, part of the show. Um, <laughs> part of the movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do. I do want to backtrack for a second, uh, just to talk about the whole the actual stack chain itself. Just because two cycles ago, okay, when Cash App first started, okay, a bunch of us, right, we were first getting into Bitcoin and we were Bitcoin only, and you know we had this KYC piece of crap that we were. Some of us were excited about, and we were like, "Hey, we're gonna stack with this," and we were doxing <laughs> exact exact stacks. And I remember, I still remember to this day, Francis. Francis posted and and it was it was great, right? Like he just he didn't retweet anybody. 
He just kind of subtweeted, right? Because that's what they call that when you decide to speak your mind about something and not retweet somebody or reply for whatever reason. It's some way to, anyways, I'm not even going to get into the psych psychology behind that, but um, essentially like he tweeted out that, hey, look, you know, like it's really nice that you guys want to support Bitcoin and that you want to buy Bitcoin, but you need to realize you have no idea who is reading these tweets and who is on the internet. So you think that innocently you're, you're just, you know, you're supporting, you know, your fellow, you know, your fellow Bitcoiners, but really over time you're, you're doxing your stack and you're letting somebody know exact amounts at some point, somebody is going to start to be able to correlate if they, if they want to, it's going to want to correlate those numbers with an address and it, it's going to happen. And it's just, it's like, why do that? And I remember I, I put out like two two tweets of that nature. And then he put that out and I was like, he's, he's fucking absolutely right. You know, like this is, this is bad. I mean, it's, and then, and so, you know, you just kind of start hiding the last couple of numbers behind some emojis or something like that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's weird, right? You kind of walk this, this middle path, you know, like it's a double-edged sword, you know, where you're, you're proud and you're happy to say you're stacking, but at the same time, you have to be really careful because you don't know who's out there and, you know, not everybody's really there to necessarily be, you know, part of the network, so to speak. Some people are literally just poachers, right? And they're just looking, so. Ugh, yeah, you just have to, you have to always be, uh, aware of, of keeping your privacy. Bitcoin is only a tool. I mean, you have to, you have to actually practice it in every aspect that you do if you want it. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be more things that come out that, you know, people may not notice, but as, as we grow and as we have, you know, more people like us, um, teaching the new guys, um, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, all right, we're going to switch gears again, back to proof of ink. And, um, so look, what are, you know, like, what are some of the products? I mean, obviously you guys do t-shirts and stuff like that, but are you doing like mugs and like, is it like the whole line of anything kind of thing or are you specializing in something? So we're, um, right now we do apparel printing, um, but we're looking to, we're, we're expanding right now. So, um, we're just, we just hit the one year mark and, um, we're going to start reinvesting. So we're going to be adding hats to the to the mix um we do like i said we do the magazine printing um we're going to be doing a lot of different collaborations um we're doing one with maxi's club that'll be coming out later this year and then um i love we're going to start doing yeah <laughs> or <laughs> his or her memes i don't know who that is but i i like that, that account her yeah, red is or her yep um I, I was surprised by that when i first um talked where we when i first um found out but i got to do an interview for her that's coming up on the new uh stack chain issue for um the third one uh so that'll be that'll be cool she's really cool to talk to i had a nice conversation so definitely check I that find, out i was finally able to load it took it took like a couple of minutes click clearly because it's just so full of uh amazing content uh but i i've loaded the christmas special uh that we were talking about oh nice we were talking yeah. about before right, yeah, and i see what you up. mean right like um it, it seems like yellow's <laughs> like trying trying to molest you um uh, while while you're doing the christmas decorations um yeah you check out the mirror yeah i'm looking the, at the mirror yeah it's the other side of the tree yeah we see but, that 
Yeah. I see what you mean by pushing the envelope. I see what yeah, you mean by that. And they let but, me put that on the cover. <laughs> but you know what? In, in in all in all fairness, right? Coming from uh, like here we go. I sound like an old fart again. You know, like being a Gen Xer, right? And growing up with all of these kind of underground magazines and stuff like that. Um, it has that vibe, right? It it has that. There there's something like it, it's. There's no word for me to describe it, but there's some kind of a feeling behind like organic content and like stuff that just people make because they want to make it. And they really don't give a shit what you think, <laughs> you know, like yeah. and and part of that, it's like it it's kind of a, it's alluring in a way. Right. It's like these like these people aren't looking to, you know, to to placate my ego or, you know, pat me on the back or be an accomplice like they they don't give a shit. They're just making their stuff. And if I'm. You know, if I'm going to pay attention to it, great. And if I'm going to say it's a piece of shit, well, they don't really care. And I don't know. There's something about that that is so missing. So, like, when you see it, it's like, yeah, that's it. You know what? Another um, uh, th there's ungovernable misfits, right? Walton knows those guys. I I love their their stuff. Uh, and and actually, I was walking around. I I was walking around this weekend. And like uh, some mother was like, hey, what's your what's your shirt? Because I had like an ungovernable misfits T-shirt with the uh, like the Pi Zero on it and the camera and everything. She's like, my son would love that. You know, he loves microcontrollers and this and that. So it's just like it, it's like that. I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's something that that kind of like touches you at like a, a, a different level, you know? No, absolutely. We all do it for the for the love of it. And, um, you know, one of the deals is, you know, if you ever start feeling like you know, you're not doing this out of passion, then just take a little break from it or whatever. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're never really in a rush, you know, we'll start coming out with more and more as as the process gets bad, better, but um, we give us all time to, to kind of do it when we can. And um, it's pretty cool, because it's like, you know, it's like any other art, you know, when you have a musician or something, um, you know, their earlier, their earlier albums are always better than the mainstream ones, right? Um, so this is, that's kind of where we're at and that's where we want to try and stay. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Oh, so kind of under, oh. under, uh, slightly under the radar Bitcoin merch, cause it's good for obsec. And also I just feel like it looks cooler in general. It's like, like I, I like, like, I do like, I do love this shirt. Like I wear this, this shirt, uh, in public sometimes. Um, but like, you don't really want one that just has like the giant Bitcoin logo over the front because no. like it. I don't know. It's kind of like we need to make Bitcoin sexy again, and just like having the Bitcoin logo or the word Bitcoin doesn't do that, guys. So, um, like you know, stop being so white and nerdy, and like you know, true. <laughs> it is true. I mean, look, I can't disagree with you because e even me, like I remember when I first got into this, you know, I was all I was all excited to get like a Bitcoin T-shirt, and then when you really start to get to understand Bitcoin. You, you sit there and you think to yourself, I actually don't want to advertise <laughs> that, I, that that like I really like this stuff. You know, I don't really want to advertise that on my clothes where I'm walking around. Like I just and and it's true. You know, like that's that's kind of another reason we chose the type of branding that we chose for Pleb Underground, right? Like you're really only going to understand that it has to do with Bitcoin if you understand the Orange B. You know, and and even then, you may still not necessarily put the two and two together. It's, it, it's it's very like it's low key, and and I think that people want that even for their you know even for their apparel, right? Like so, yeah. Anyways, so look, 
Proof of Ink. If people want to find you, if they want to find Proof of Ink, where where do they find you guys? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so um, our Twitter is at Proof of Ink. Our website is proofofink.com. Um, me and John answer, you know, all the emails and, and the DMs uh, daily with that. Um, and then uh, the best, yeah, that's the best way would be DM or the email uh, sales at proofofink.com. Sweet, sweet. Awesome. Anyways, look, we're going to put your your guys' Twitter uh, details in the show notes. And guys, that wraps up the fireside chat. And we're going to move it on over to Wrecked. Up next, we have Rex, sponsored by Represent. Represent are a Bitcoin-owned clothing and accessories brand based in the United States of America. Uh, they make fine pieces like like the shirt that you can see I'm wearing today. Uh, but you can't buy this, but you can buy something nearly as cool if you go over to representltd.com and use the code plebunderground to get a discount on all of their goodies. Once again, that's representltd.com. So I've got a few a few stories for you guys today in in rec. the the some some of them are definitely more Bitcoin focused and some are a, a bit about the world and 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 the the times that we're living in. But the first one, um, and and to me this one was a slightly concerning one, um, uh, be, because of the power of how these things get reported. Right, the Bitcoin Archive posted saying uh, German police seized fifty thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin, um, about two billion euros, um, allegedly bought with money made running a movie pirating site until 2013 to, to me this is a is a concerning story because we talk about bitcoin as being uh, an asset that you can't seize right mm-hmm. um and that you know the, the the government can't seize the the the, the police can't seize etc and so this this sort of reporting i think um yeah can 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 undermine some of the some of the i think tr- the, the truisms of um, of Bitcoin now, I I don't know all the details about how this this uh, uh, Bitcoin was stored, but actually what what happened was is that the the fifty thousand Bitcoin was actually voluntarily transferred to the German police, so it wasn't that the 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 police actually seized um, you know the keys or, or or hacked bitcoin or anything like that what happened was is they you know they essentially got enough dirt on someone uh, and in order to you know get out of jail or to reduce the sentence or whatever it is the guy's handing over um a whole bunch of bitcoin um and i think it, it highlights um you know like a, a situation that maybe many people could find themselves in the future right that whilst the government or police or whoever can't seize your bitcoin can't take it from you especially if you're using geographically distributed multisig they can put various sorts of social and legal pressures on you such that then you give it to them um and i i think many many people are underestimating th- like how that might go um what do you guys think? This is this is kind of a one of those really bad situations, and I totally agree with you, right? Um, it wasn't actually seized; it was voluntarily sent, and it kind of brings up the point of so. When you end up in a situation with a government agency, this is more or less how it's going to go, um, because what 
other, I mean, like, think about it, right? Like, what can they, what can they really do? They can imprison you, right? I, I mean, at some point, it's going to get very strange because unless you hand the Bitcoin over voluntarily, what are they supposed to do, right? They're going to have to torture you to get it out. I mean, like, in all seriousness, like, right? It, it's... This gets... Well, I think it's more they maybe they you know they put again people want to buy their freedom right and so I, I think exactly. to some degree this is this is what's happened and I I still think this is what's happened with Barry and Silver and GBTC right oh, that yeah. he did some sort of deal right um, and so you know easy. hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin uh, uh, were being sold into the market to get bought up by these ETFs um or maybe over otc desk etc like yeah i don't know he's not you know he's not he's not going to jail he didn't transfer it to the police but there's 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 various sorts of deals that get made all over the place many of which don't get reported on so the police is the obvious law enforcement right the financial institutions are the not obvious law enforcement because i do agree with you and let's i, I also like let's not ignore cz right all of a sudden, like CZ had to do the he had to do the public shaming, right? And then say, okay, bring in all your regulators to look over everything we have. So, right, he did the public shaming and then he kissed the ring. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't disagree with you, Don. What are your thoughts on this? Well, it kind of goes brings us back to um, you know Bitcoin's only one tool with privacy, right? So you, we were talking, you talked about digging dirt on people. Um, you know, make sure you're practicing, you know, things like running a VPN, you know, po not posting your transactions, things like that. Um, you got to pay attention to because that scenario could easily, you know, be used by local police for, you know, anything once they discover you have Bitcoin and they want it. It's a very good point. That is a very good point. And yeah, you know, a lot of times we do overlook the importance of that. And and I think that sometimes um, some people also kind of um, they make it sound like a VPN is this kind of ultra cryptic, like uh, it's only computer nerds like guys. VPN software is totally automated at this point. It's super easy to install. So fucking run. easy. It, it, it's a it's a joke. So, you know, like this whole idea that like you have to act like this super elite, whatever it is, you know, like to just to get some basic security. It, it's not true. And also the other point is, is that a lot of Bitcoin wallets now come with default Tor support. So already you're on Tor. All you need to do is install a VPN and VPNs are actually pretty cheap. I mean, uh, what is it it's like? Some of them are like 35 bucks for like three years. I mean, yeah, that's... I think. Yeah, I pay sixty a year for mine. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on the fee. Yeah. I, I paid like, like that, I don't know, you know like but... ninety for three years or something like that. Like, yeah, like you can get good, you can get pretty good you can deals. Get some good on deals, them. you know, like especially around like Thanksgiving in the states, you know, like Black I'm not Friday trying to be at the center, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's worth every penny. It's worth every penny. And the cool thing about it is, uh, you know, right now as they're um, making new laws, as you know, regulations always get worse, right? So as they start trying to control our internet more and more due to where you are with a VPN, you can access anything, even if yeah. it's, you know, banned. It's a very good point. All right, guys. So my next, my next story in wrecked is, um, uh, is, is people, uh, signing prenups. Apparently, um, law lawyers are pissed that there's now money that 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 kind of excluded <laughs> lawyers, uh, unsurprisingly, right? Fuck you, lawyers. Uh -oh. uh, and <sighs> yeah, here, here's a 
the the new Terence who does spaces, not 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 Swan Terence, a different one, um, uh, sharing um, something from his friend going through her prenup, and there was a, a um, a clause that said the parties agree that they shall not jointly or individually acquire cryptocurrency and or digital currency so long as the parties are married. Now, let me talk about incentives here, guys. Um, so lawyers that um, will eventually decide uh, on who gets what in the divorce and take a cut of it uh, don't don't want... Um, don't want the the couple to have assets that it's hard for them to take a cut of what a surprise uh yeah not your ex um, i do know some form. people who've gone through divorces who've um you know managed to hold on to some of their wealth because they stole a whole bunch in bitcoin um so uh yeah make sure you uh you know uh tell the police that you've lost all your bitcoin and stuff well before you you begin your divorce proceedings guys all it's I can voting season. Oh, go ahead, Don. Oh, I just said it's almost voting season. It's always voting season in Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean, no, but it, all I can do is make that face. I, I mean, for real, this is that is just absolutely insane. It's like it's, so. It's so funny. Hold on a second, though. Okay, okay. So you do get married. You sign that ridiculous fucking prenup, right? Like, again, how do they know if you actually? Oh, yeah. Well you know what KYC, right? So that means they're going to have to go through and look at all of your fucking bank records to figure out if you ever transferred money to a possible shitcoin exchange. So pretty much all it does is leave you to uh, mining and or working for Bitcoin in payment. So most, most people in the, in Europe and the UK think prenups are kind of ridiculous. Like the, the, it's a very like American uh, thing. I mean, okay. It does exist in, you know, I'm sure in certain like very rich families, maybe they, they do, they do prenups all over the world. But like in, in general, to me, these kind of things, it's like you're, you're, why agree on something for when it goes wrong? Like, it's just like, it's the wrong sort of framing of how to do marriage to me, but each to each to their own. But it's interesting that you bring up that it's voting season, um, uh, Sally, but and, and earlier you talked about uh, the democratic processes uh, for Stack Chain Mag, um, and and here we see some democratic uh, processes um, um, with with Biden letting in all the illegals, right? So, because then because then they can vote for the the, the Democratic Party uh, in in voting season, right? Because of course, um, you know, it's racist to, for people to have to show voter ID or to even have voter ID, right? So like it's, um, and I thought it was interesting because it's Elon Musk talking about it. Um, but I do think we're going to see these these sort of tricks played um, all over the world increasingly by uh, governments and political parties um, as they try and like hold on to power um and maybe increasingly so as the state gets defunded by things like bitcoin um and of course as they have to keep refinancing their debt at higher rates and the debt keeps growing uh and tax receipts start dwindling and greater percentage of uh tax income gets paid on the interest of the debt uh, mm. and serv public services decrease even though people are paying more taxes uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of tricks tricks get pulled by the state
Well, they've already started. Um, they already have the framework built. So for um, the government, they have ID.me, um, which basically takes biometrics of your face and everything and, and gets all your information. Um, you need that. You're starting to need that to get benefits. Um, if you're working for the government, you have one. Uh, if you have, um, so actually I'm in the system because I had a mortgage uh, license. I had to get that in order to get it. So they're just pushing it further and further. So, you know, it's going to, big companies are going to start using it. It's going to be, um, I imagine <clears throat> people are going to start using it kind of like doing a background check on you when you start a job. Um, so they, they've been playing that they've already had that built and they're just pushing it more to try and get everybody onto it. Yeah. Welcome. I feel like we're living in some crazy times and I saw something that I think maybe the most peak fiat thing that I've ever seen uh, this this week on Twitter. I don't really feel like it's very Bitcoin related, but I, I wanted to share it uh, because I was just astounded. And I uh, let's just let me let me show you what I'm talking about here. Um, my husband and I have oh removed the bottoms of all of our shoes. We decided to start so walking stupid. barefoot, and one of our followers had a great idea. Since some businesses don't want us being completely barefoot, if we cut off the bottom of our shoes, it allow us to be barefoot but blend in with everyone else. This is a huge commitment, but we were willing to make it. These are our favorite shoes. Our shoe collection is worth more than $20,000, but this is a sacrifice Not we're anymore, willing to take because walking barefoot means the world to us. The benefits of walking barefoot are priceless, so now our shoes are worth more than money could ever be. So today we got to work and started removing the bottoms. We weren't sure if this was going to be easy or hard, and it ended up being pretty easy. We made little shelves where our toes are and our heels are. We made a little lip on the bottom of the shoe where our toenails will go so they can latch on so we'll actually be able to hold on. To I think that's enough. But like basically like pe people people with more money than sense, right? This is this is what I'm talking about in this peak fiat world. People that spend not not hundreds but thousands of dollars on on really fucking ugly shoes. Like I don't understand this. I feel like this is very um, like uh, American concept, but it's spread all over the world. This culture of like sneakers, this this uh yeah they're just like I, I don't get it it's like trying to impress people you don't like with with things that you can't afford um and and now and now you're going to walk around um um and hopefully not get hiv when you stand on some random needle or something like it is a it's i just don't i don't get it like what if you want to be barefoot what why do you live in a city like what just none of this adds up phil like make it make sense phil thank you okay i just it's so look right Th this is the problem when you when 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 stupid is enabled okay like Yes, walking barefoot is indeed like there are documented health benefits of walking barefoot on the grass, in the sand, not 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 in a fucking urban environment, okay, with all the diseases and shit. Like that that's not what they're talking about. That's not like this is so stupid, okay. And this is the problem. Like th this is the like really this is the problem. Like these people, and unfortunately, unfortunately. These people are not going to learn their lesson, okay? Like this, that is part of the problem. Like they are not going to learn their lesson. They're going to continue to do stupid things like this. And it's actually going to get even dumber. And I I, I couldn't believe it. When I first saw that that video, I, I, I hadn't seen it play yet, so I hadn't heard it yet. So I thought that it was some weird new invention. And I already thought that just the way it looked was idiotic. And then I heard them explain it. And it just went to you know like warp you know like warp speed levels of stupidity i i don't even know where to go with that because really it doesn't make any sense i think the cornrows really make it
<laughs> and when he put on those like shades, I was like, this has got to be a joke at this point, right? And then, and then, no. They're just like, again, wh okay, why is this relevant to Bitcoin? I think, I've, I think I'm going to tie it back in. Basically, we live in an era of uh, money printing, and that money printing um, goes yeah, to... Um, like VCs, right? Who 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 have been doing like you know the whole like Silicon Valley pump and dumps, um, um, and they don't necessarily invest in the good products or services. They invest in the in the companies that have good stories, right? And so like you saw like what was it Theranos and I don't know uh, WeWork and like there's a whole bunch of things that like seem like a good story, and so that's what they sell. Um, and so then where does that money go well it goes to people at these sort of companies that are just like crazy idiots like these people that we saw in this this video here um um yeah it reminds me of you know it's it's basically just this this generation of um self-righteous people who who um literally do everything you know live in america they they buy all these things that come from China, but like, and all these things that they do and they're not willing to give up until the government tells them to, you know, that those are the type of people that are making these things. It's, it's, it's like a little, little, let me feel good about myself pump. It's interesting. You reference the, the self-righteous thing. And I like, I'm, I like, I like a little bit of philosophy and I like, I like Nietzsche. Nietzsche said, um, that there is no God. And that's the, 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 it, that, that's the quotation that gets like snipped and, and pushed all over the place. But his, his point when he talks about this was that, um, like we'll, we'll get to a point where we're living in an era where people think there is no God and they, they are their own God and they are their own moral authority there. And, and this is, this is what you're speaking to here. There are, there are people who, who, yeah, make, make these decisions without really, I don't know without, without, I mean, they clearly think something through apparently, but just, yeah, they, they, they they're self-righteous, right? They think, they think they, they, they can do no wrong because, um, it's this hyper individualistic society. I think inv individualism is a good thing, but yeah, we've, I think it's gone too, gone too far. You know, like with TikTok, people are, are just posting things that, you know, I'm, I'm a do-gooder. And it's really just for attention-seeking. Um, Broken incentives. Yeah. Look, that, that, that's kind of the other thing, right? Um, obviously, there's, you know, nothing wrong with doing good. But the fact that, like, these people have to advertise all the good that they claim that they're doing. So, like, at some point it's total virtue signaling and and indeed somebody could sit there and say well what are you doing it's like no it's not what am i doing it's the fact that i don't fucking have to advertise it like the point of the act is the act itself and if you um if you aren't prepared to take everything that comes from the act itself I mean, there's no helping you, right? Like, I mean, it's at that point, it just becomes a vanity play and it becomes a look at me and what I'm doing. And this is something I've never, this is something I, I, I've i never understood, right? Like if you genuinely cared about something like, okay, it's fine. I get it. You know, you, let's say for a business, you have to, you have to advertise a product. You have to get your name out there and this and that. Okay, fine. But on an individual level, if you genuinely care about something, why does it matter to you that other people know that you are so good like why does that hit like, the nail on the head shouldn't, shouldn't that just be enough for you like 
don't know. And if yeah, you really want to be barefoot, like, yeah, go go somewhere else. <laughs> stop, like, stop LARPing. Um, guys, the last thing I want to share from Wrecked might, might seem slightly, slightly strange here. Um, um, so here we see BTC Sessions, friend of the show, BTC Sessions, yeah. Ben. Um, pushing or or explaining about aqua aqua wallet him. right yeah um and i feel like there's an increasing number of people uh talking positively about aqua wallet now let me talk for a minute about scams and mal right um this this guy um is basically a failed nft salesman right he made some game or didn't make the game like sold a bunch of bullshit um and now goes around the world hate helping with quote-unquote state adoption of of bitcoin um um he's a, he's a paid tether shill he has the world's largest collection of tether t-shirts um and his his new wallet aqua wallet um well of well, doesn't actually support lightning um um although they will do lightning transactions from your liquid balance um yeah. with an additional fee um using bolt exchange and they'll do they'll do various sort of swaps um but it's it's not only a you know a, a Bitcoin and, and liquid wallet, it's also a tether wallet, right? And it's not just tether on liquid, it's tether on Tron, it's tether on Ethereum. Like it's a fucking shitcoin wallet. And I see a whole bunch of Bitcoiners talking really quite positively about this. Um and I I don't know, I feel like there's some something's up with this. I don't know all the details, but I'm very suspicious, like how how this seems to be getting such such positive reviews um from a b bunch of people who are supposedly a bitcoin only um i i confess i've never used liquid because i don't like the fact that it has a permission to peg out mm -hmm. um yeah gentlemen your thoughts yeah. your thoughts on liquid scams and mao and and the, the world's um number one tether wallet for bitcoin oh i don't know what happened to my camera there give me a second go ahead don um, well, I'm not really sure what problem liquid fixes that we don't already have at our fingertips. Um, you know, it, it seems like just a, another version of, of lightning, but it makes you wonder what's going on in the background of the apps and, and what it's connected to. Um, so and, until I see everybody else using it and figure out what it's, what it's actually doing, you know, don't trust verify, look into it and kind of sit. Um, this is the point where I sit back and I watch everybody kind of praise it shit on it and then go from there <laughs> no, i like that take that's a that, that's a good safe that, that that's a good safe stance right like there's nothing wrong i with see that. more like like but, like bitcoin but custodial rather than like lightning like it's a it's a federation that has that has the keys and i think there's some privacy benefits to using it but like it's 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 a centralized shitcoin. maybe it's one of the best shit coins but it's it's still a shit coin in my eyes phil yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, even though my camera's screwing up, I'm still here, anyways. <laughs> okay, so a couple of points on this. Number one, I, I've I've read up on Liquid. I, I mean, it's it's a federated side chain. You 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 know you peg in, you peg out. I have no use for for this. I, I really don't. I'm I'm a simple person. I just stack and hold Bitcoin, and 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 that's it. Uh, you know, and I use cold storage. So you know, besides that, I, I have no use for Liquid. So I don't give a shit. 
Um, when it comes to Aqua, I did download it. I installed it. Uh, I tried it out to see what it looked like. I saw all the tether pegs. I saw all the, you know, what, what Walton was talking about. And indeed it's, you know, it supposedly supports liquid and lightning through the mechanism that Walton explained. And, you know, I mean, yes, it is definitely not a coincidence that all of a sudden, uh, these Bitcoiners are, um, extolling the virtues of Aqua, I, I don't think that that's a coincidence. I, I do think that that uh, seems to be um, coordinated. Um, now on on Samson, right? So I've known Samson for a while, um, and believe it or not, Walton, he is a friend to the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's good stuff. So look, I will say this. Um, I will say this. Definitely, um, I I'm not a fan of like the tether shilling uh, or anything like that. Um, but I can say that. I've seen him put together some really good Bitcoin only memes and he makes some very excellent points and he is a, a great Bitcoin cheerleader, but unfortunately for all of us, right? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't excuse, it doesn't excuse our, our, our shit coining past, you know, to a certain extent and our shit coining present. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's one of those double-edged swords, you know, to each their own. Look, you've got Max Schill's tether gold. Right. And that's total trash. And then he sits there and talks about Bitcoin only. So like we, we just, we have this, like, well, what do you, you know, it's like, what do you want? You know, like we have this in this space. That's why you can't have any heroes. That's why you can't really trust anyone. That's why when somebody says the wonderful things about Bitcoin, you can't just automatically blanket trust everything else they're saying. You can't, you know? So, so, so liquid was basically made for, for states businesses. to adopt. Okay. It's, I mean, states, businesses, it's really like to me as a, as a retail user, I don't see a point in it, but again, I, it could just be my limited understanding of it. Right. In, in the, in the high fee environments, the, there's been some people yeah. seemingly thinking it's, it's the way well, to convert bet between, you know, again, yeah, you know, saying right. convert between on chain and lightning, like via, via tether. I don't understand why you can't just use bolts exchange, for example, as a, as a swap service. Like there's a whole bunch of different things that means you don't, you don't need to use liquid. Um, but yeah, I'm always suspicious of like, I don't know, supposedly rich people that, that, uh yeah i like out of shape and dress poorly and things like this it's like and you, i don't know like ha, 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 what 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 really is wealth like if you if you can't afford to like take the time to like i don't know well, do you know what i mean people. like what do, if you don't own if you don't own enough of your own time how wealthy are you really um and if you've really got lots of money, then why why are you still selling all your time? I don't know. Anyway, this this was wrecked, guys. Um, and up next, we are gonna move it on over to the Hopium. The Hopium. The Hopium is brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out at CypherSafe.io. Seed storage. It's a high-quality seed plate, virtually indestructible. Check it out at cyphersafe.io. Comes with the awesome punch tool. That's right. If it didn't, you couldn't use it. If you appreciate fine Bitcoin art, check out the Bitcoin Rollo Triangle. 16 ounces of solid titanium made by a Bitcoiner for fellow Bitcoiners at cyphersafe.io. All right, guys. For the Hopium... 
we've got some good stuff. We've got some good stuff. So look, while while you're seeing all kinds of really crazy FUD, right, about the government, I I forget what this uh this this bill is that they're trying to pass, where they're trying to get all the miners to to essentially dox themselves uh in the states. Okay, so look, so while all of this bad stuff is happening and Bitcoin mining bad and right, the energy is dying. Check this out, right? This is from the Documenting BTC uh, account. Local news station in Georgia reports a new Bitcoin mine could help lower energy bills and property taxes for the entire city of Sandersville. So let's take a look at a little bit of the video here. Welcome back. The newest mine in Sandersville has nothing to do with mining at all, but the Bitcoin mine is definitely making an impact on the city's economy. Last year, we took you inside the high-tech facility, and now it's expanding. And Anthony Montato got a tour today. He joins us in the studio with a look inside. You guys, the facility is truly massive. Take a look at this. That's just the power station. In fact, like I said, it even has its own power substation just to help manage the 250 megawatt power output. That's about 10 times what it takes to power the entire city. There were some trees in a dirt field, right? It's come a long way and moving really quick. Fast forward two months and a sprawling tract of land is turning into a sprawling Bitcoin mine. We're halfway, you know, up the hill right here with uh, six buildings coming up each one as long as the Titanic, all of them housing computers just like this that crunch numbers all day to create Bitcoin. Think of cash for a digital age. That's what Bitcoin does. Um, so Bitcoin, unlike... Okay, <laughs> now we're going we're gonna to go into the whole what Bitcoin is part of the story. Anyways, uh, look, I, 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 think that that's, I think that that's pretty bullish. And, you know, before we go to the... Uh, to the next segment. I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts were because of course, right, we had the Bitcoin. I do find it very interesting. We had the ETFs get approved and then all of a sudden this weird legislation appears where all of the miners need to get doxxed, you know, but then all of a sudden, right, there's, while all of this kind of coercion is going on, hey, look, you know, apparently Bitcoin mines are actually not so terrible for the environment and maybe they're even helping out the local communities. Well, I, I think the concept is actually really cool. Um, if you think about it, there's there's a lot of stranded energy, right? So there's a lot of communities that have been beat up by, you know, big corporations like Walmart and stuff. And so a lot of these areas now have a, a way to make money and make their communities flourish by um, harnessing that stranded energy. And now they have the incentive. It kind of gives them um a chance to fight back against the system that kind of pushed them out yeah that's a very good point walton any thoughts on this uh tried fire in the media this is true this is true the corporate owned media and it is tried fi anyways all right next hopium next hopium see walt <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, huh? Look at that. Anyways, all right. So here's a tweet from Samson. Um, the most important thing with the Bitcoin ETFs that most people seem to miss is the rate of accumulation, right? The last few MSTR mega stacks over 10K BTC were 14.6K and 16.1K BTC. iBit, right, which is BlackRock's um, Bitcoin ETF, Average stack, 200 million per day or 4.7 KBTC per day. And FBTC average stack was 175 million per day or 4.2 KBTC. So every two days, just two of the new nine are hoovering up what MSTR does 
in a good month. So. All right. So firstly, fuck this guy. Secondly, um, he's apparently the architect of Bitcoin bonds, which I criticized so hard that uh, he unfollowed me after two weeks of, of following me um, a couple of years ago, because I believe they're still not fucking out yet. Right. Like so. Um, and didn't he say like a couple months ago that, oh, Bitcoin's going to be a million dollars in just a matter of weeks? Like, yeah, fuck's sake. Like, I, I do. I mean, I talked about these numbers, right, in, in, in numbers. Okay, yeah, these ETFs are buying up a whole bunch of supply. Maybe that's bullish. But I, I look at incentives and, and this guy's this guy's owned by by bitfinex by the tether like guys and yeah if you if you if you tweet bullish stuff then people go out and they 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 buy bitcoin you get a cut of the fees or your your overlords get a cut of the fees or whatever it is um and yes mining mining does only supply 900 bitcoin a day right now but that that's not what supply is that's new supply and whilst we still have a couple million coins on exchanges um that that allows a lot of price fuckery um yeah. and all of the bitcoin that's going into etfs again i think it enables a whole bunch of fuckery i don't know like unless unless you're unless you're storing the bitcoin in self custody i don't think it's i don't think it's real bitcoin i think it's paper bitcoin um and yeah it's a scam yeah i can't uh, i can't disagree on on a lot of those points and one of the reasons is is this right um everybody keeps telling us like not even just samson but like even fred uh fred krueger there the uh the nightmare specialist like even even he keeps talking about how like all these these etfs are buying up all this bitcoin and that that's fine and dandy but like none of it is actually translating into uh like how could i say this like these elevated uh fiat bitcoin exchange prices that you know supposedly we were going to see because supposedly the correlation is supposed to be direct but yet it's not now the argument could be made that the reason why we're not at 35k is because they're buying up all of this btc right now that that i've heard that argument as well okay maybe that's true but either way the hopium sellers they're just selling hopium okay we didn't see anything of what they saw of what they said we were going to see there were no fireworks okay so that's why like like we're not trying to dampen the party and it is the hopium segment but at the same time the reason why it's the hopium segment is because exactly that hopium is just that it sounds really good but there's almost nothing in there right it's hopium <laughs> Anyways, anyways, moving on. Last piece of the hope. Unless Don, you, you have you have any uh, comments to make on the uh, the fact that the ETFs are buying up all this BTC and we're just sitting flat? No, I think we've already covered it. <laughs> it's like, anything else? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all right, but look, but look, this this I think is is pretty bullish. Uh, I think this is kind of and it, it doesn't surprise me, right? When you own sixty percent of the payment networks, you, you're not just going to cede your moat to some open source technology. Okay, you are going to try, you are going to do what it takes to keep control. And what am I talking about? It's a tweet from, and this guy just started tweeting a lot of bullish stuff uh, about Bitcoin. I feel like he's like newly orange-pilled. Uh, Rajat Sony, CFA, uh, I'm the Bitcoin guy. 10 years of financial industry experience, and now apparently he's orange-pilled. Anyways, Visa has now enabled Bitcoin withdrawals on debit cards in 145 countries. And here it is, guys, from Cointelegraph. 
Let's see. Visa is doubling down on cryptocurrency adoption by enabling another method to exchange crypto to fiat currencies without using a centralized exchange. We don't care about the crypto. We only care about the Bitcoin. Visa has partnered with the Web3 crypto infrastructure provider Transact to introduce cryptocurrency withdrawals and payments through the Visa Direct solution. The firm announced January 30th. The new integration allows users to withdraw cryptocurrency like Bitcoin uh, directly from a wallet like. So this is interesting because MetaMask, MetaMask doesn't support Bitcoin. So this is kind of interesting, right? So did Visa just kind of turn, did, did Visa just kind of like twist MetaMask's arm into uh, now accepting Bitcoin? Um, because I, to me, it seems like there's a lot of weird like wording. If you go back to that, I think I, I think yeah. I shared this one, this one for Hopium with you, Phil. Um, just go back to the Did tweet you? for a second. Um, I think so. Um, yeah, I just, this one if you go own. back to the, the tweet, oh, no, so the, 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 yeah, the Rajat said Visa has enabled Bitcoin withdrawals on debit cards. To me, it's not a withdrawal of Bitcoin. They're enabling you to convert Bitcoin into fiat and spend it. That's yeah. not a Bitcoin withdrawal in in my eyes, but 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 each to their own. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think somebody here, somebody just said it right here. Bitcoin withdrawals makes it sound like you're withdrawing Bitcoin. It's a Bitcoin fiat conversion from a K KYC sources like MetaMask and Ledger. And right, yeah, and then he says that's what debit yeah. cards are for, spending fiat. So like, yeah. he's maybe he's orange pilled, but doesn't seem like he quite gets it just yet. No, yeah, exactly. So here we go. This is a major step towards mainstream acceptance and utilization of cryptocurrencies, highlighting a more accessible and convenient nature of the transactions enabled by the integrations. Okay. So. So look, we we are at the point for real. Okay. If people actually uh, zoom out and look at where we are, we have a very powerful and um, overbearing financial legacy system we have this whole new open source network that they cannot control but they desperately want to control okay and unfortunately because of the way the system is set up they are the gatekeepers when it comes to converting between fiat and that and those and 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 those right like bitcoin right cryptocurrencies so the problem is we are in like we are literally like the person standing staring over the abyss right um and i think are we quoting are we quoting nietzsche again i don't know if that was nietzsche right that uh, gaze into the abyss don't fear gazing into the abyss fear that it will gaze back into you i think that might even be him anyways i don't know why it's turning out to be such a philosophical is indeed, episode yeah, it so, is right yeah. <laughs> yeah so but it's i don't know it, it's our theme but um it's true because we are at that impasse right this this gray area of the legacy system and Bitcoin's network. This is the abyss, right? This is the chasm that we have to cross. And these types of stories that we're seeing, this is the chasm being crossed, right? Like that, that's the way I see it. Anyways, anyways, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, we'll go to Don first and then we'll, we'll wrap it up with Walton. Um, well, I mean, it, it kind of looks like we're winning, right? Um, they're they're bending the knee and starting to to incorporate Bitcoin into it, and mainly because they're losing their transactions, right? So a lot more transactions are starting to happen on our network. So they have to they have to kind of integrate us now. They can't ignore us anymore, right? Not right. much of a choice. Yeah, that's exactly to, it. They don't want to miss. To that. me, it's less Walton. about transactions and more about wealth. It's more about the 
oh maybe actually this there's this new group of the people that actually um store their wealth in bitcoin and um yeah maybe maybe they want to spend it and and so like like all like basically all fiat businesses um they start simping for whoever's got some money and trying to get them to spend it I mean, look, that, that that's exactly the point. I think you hit the nail on the head. They, I mean, look, they they want, um, they again, I think they want to insulate and ensure their moat. They're going to do what it takes, not only to stay relevant, but to stay in control. Visa owns 60% of the current payment networks. MasterCard owns 40%. And I know that people are going to sit there and be like, well, that's 100. What about American Express and Discover? I've said this in the past. That is a, uh, that, that is a rotating number, okay? They essentially, um, American Express... Discover, uh, Heartland, Global Payments, uh, and a few others are all fighting for this 10%, right? That This kind of invisible 10% that is kind of like given and taken uh, on a quarterly basis. So, but they are the two giants. And if we think for a second that they are going to give up any of that moat, right? to a, a network that cannot like centralize and profit off of that, like we're insane. They are not giving that up. They're way too big and too powerful. I, I just don't, I just don't buy it, you know? So anyways, look, it's going to, it's going to work, I think in our favor, uh, to a certain extent, I think in the long run, it's going to work to our favor, but in the meantime, at temporarily in the near term, I, I think that, um, in their eyes, they need to believe that they're winning and that they're keeping control. Anyways. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Either way, either way, I think the legacy rails, uh, you know, coming to Bitcoin, metaphorically bending the knee, I think that that's bullish. Guys, let us know what you think. Put it in the comments. This wraps up the Hopium, and it also wraps up this episode of Pleb Underground. But before we go, Dawn, once again, how do the plebs get in touch with you, and how do they find proof of ink in case they want to go maybe get some get some swag or something yep you can find our apparel and products at proofofink.com uh you can reach us out to us on twitter at proof of ink and um email is sales at proof of sweet all right guys that is going to be in the show notes don't forget to check out our audio only episodes on apple podcasts spotify and Anchor. If you want to stream a sats, check us out on Fountain.fm. You can stream a sats through Breeze. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the jingle. I love hey, it. Hey, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe, right? Help us grow the channel. It's all we ask for. Like and subscribe. Walton, how do we end this one? Fuckshitcoins.com. We'll see you next week. Peace.